Whew, alrighty. Hi, I'm MK Lott, and this is Quarantine Campfire. So for this episode, I want to talk about a philosophy that's been on my mind lately, and I think it's kind of come about because of the new job. But during the training and designing of my life coaching program, which I'm still wanting to do, um, I was very, I was a very strict student because there were four things that I was hellbent on learning and figuring out how to implement into a good program. And those were talents, skills, passions, and interests. And they were kind of grouped together. So on one side, I learned talents and skills. And the other side, I learned passions and interests. And I feel like these are so crucial because you can learn all the things that can make your life great, but it doesn't matter if you don't know what you like and what you're good at. So let me show you an example. As of this recording, I'm only into my second week at this new job, and I'm learning a lot of things about myself. In short, the big two things that I'm discovering are there are more things that I'm good at than I realize, but I don't fully enjoy. And there are things that I absolutely loved and are so enamored by, but I can't do squat to make them a reality. So I remember feeling oddly stuck because I don't want to feel like I'm living two different versions of myself. And this is kind of what I meant by you can learn all the things that make your life great, but it doesn't matter if you don't know what you like and what you're good at. Because I believe that you need to have like a, a perfect balance of both in your life. And, you know, I don't want to do something I'm good at just to pay the bills and then do something I love when I'm not devoting time to necessities. Because I've lived a life like that and I don't enjoy it. And I think this rings true with a lot of people. Maybe more people than many realize. I mean, who doesn't want to get paid for something they love doing and are good at? That's like, that's that's the Romeo and Juliet level level of matching, right? <laughs> so for my life coaching program, I had the idea of coming up with the phrase of work for tips, with tips being an acronym in this case. So tips is short for talents, interests, passions, and skills. No surprise there, right? But there's a reason why I organized it into this acronym. So I wanted to organize it as a way to make it memorable because the more memorable something is, the better you can act upon it because now it's on your radar or it's more likely to be on your radar. And I believe that this puts them from least to most severe in the, for, in the terms of progress. So let's start with the first letter of tips, which is T for talents. And talents are such a big deal because they establish your default capabilities. So talents are the things that people always gravitate towards as being the most natural of skills, right? Because you don't have to endure through most of the crap that other people do. Like, I don't know if I can use language as an example, but you know, I've got a buddy who, who swims like he's Aquaman. He's incredible at swimming. You know, he, he probably swims better than he walks, honestly. And as someone who's part Polynesian, I get, I'm not competitive by any means, but I get pretty freaking upset when he beats me in a swimming race. 
and spoiler alert, he's beaten me every time we've challenged each other to a swim. Now, granted, that was about five years ago, our, our last race, but still upset about that. And, you know, I would say that he has a talent for swimming. And so I would agree with the idea that, you know, talents are the most natural of skills to an extent. You know, I don't want to say that talents are what you're good at and leave it there. Because once you say that, you put a cap on everything that you think you can do. Like according to that logic, if it doesn't fall under your talents, then it's either out of your reach permanently or you're going to be limited in that field. So let's go back to my buddy uh, again. <clears throat> really, really good friend of mine. He's pretty much a brother to me. If he thought that his talent was in swimming, then that means he would limit his talents only to athletics or even worse, water sports. And I say worse because that's a niche in athletics. So not only would he be limiting himself to athletics, but he would be limiting himself to a certain part of, a, of athletics. You know, maybe if he says that he's talented at swimming, maybe that could kind of deter him from wanting to get good at, uh, I don't know, like polo or, or archery or something along those lines, because now he, he's kind of developed this mindset of these are my barriers and this is where I can go with it. And if it's not within the barriers, I can't go there. And I don't, I don't like feeling like that. I don't like thinking like that. And so I would say instead, your talents are the best places for you to start because it's still within your comfort zone and your capabilities, which is awesome. So, you know, one of the things about swimming that I actually really really admire about swimmers is they have to learn form. They need to have really good control of their breathing and they're overall very physically capable because I think what is, what's the saying? Like swimming is one of the very few exercises that works your body all at once at the same time. So now that he's got those, he can use those to learn other sports, if that makes sense. So now that he's really good at breathing, maybe he can use that into, I don't know, like skeet or shooting or something like that. Maybe he chooses to start doing Spartan races because he has the endurance for it. Something to think about. So let so now that we've got that one down, let's look at I, which is interests. So these are the things that catch your attention. And there are a lot of people out there who would put interests before talents, but here's why that's not the case with me. It's not as catchy. I'm only half kidding. But I put interest second because you can be talented at something, but it may not be something interesting to you. And there are a few reasons for this. Maybe it's too easy. Maybe you're channeling your inner Troy Bolton and you just prefer to do something else. Whatever the case may be, I kind of see talents and interests in the same vein as like seeds and roots. 
So you need to have a good seed so you can make as many roots as possible. You need to have a good sense of your talents to broaden your horizons and explore as many interests as you can using your talents as a foundation. And that's what I had kind of um, brought up with my swimming buddy. He can use his swimming talent as a foundation to go and explore other sports that may be of interest to him. Which leads us to number three, which is passions. So if interests are things that catch your attention, passions catch and keep your attention. So these are the longest and the strongest of those roots that I was talking, I was talking about. And keep in mind, just because it's a passion doesn't mean you have to be good at it. Like I have a passion for linguistics and learning languages. You know, in fact, if tuition wasn't a problem, I've actually considered going back to school and getting a bachelor's degree in linguistics. Like that's how much I enjoy it. But can I give a lecture on the philosophy of Kant in German or perform open heart surgery when everybody else speaks Spanish? Probably not for one and definitely not for the other. But that doesn't change the fact that when I think about learning and being able to speak a language other than English, I get excited. I become a totally different person. And that's the first part of a passion. The second part is trying that thing and seeing whether it's a true passion and you're willing to invest time into it, or if you're calling your own bluff and it's actually a really prominent interest. Like I thought collecting and appreciating vinyls would be a passion of mine, but then tracks, especially tracks of my favorite albums, started skipping. And I didn't know how to fix this until I realized that more often than not, it's either the stylus is too light or the record's too warped. And so I realized that this was a very prominent interest because if it was a passion, I would have invested in cleaning tools and I would have bought better copies of those vinyls. Now, this could all change in the future. For all I know, I could have a life-changing revelation and use money for money. I know. You, use money for money, use money for food, rent, and records only until I have more records than most record shops. But the reason why I identify that as a prominent interest and not a passion is because I didn't invest the time into it. So going back to languages, I know that that's a passion of mine because I spent all three years in middle school learning Spanish. I spent two years of high school learning Spanish. I spent four and possibly, and what it's looking like, five years of college learning German. I took a world cinema class where we studied films and had to translate them pretty much from German, Spanish, and French. I have a college textbook on how to speak Tongan. I look at Duolingo from time to time, and I'm actually enrolled in a beginner's Mandarin Chinese this semester. So I know that that's a passion because I put the time into it. But again, I leave everything open as an opportunity because you've got to remember Interests and passions are emotionally driven. 
So as long as you have multiple emotions, your passions and interests will change multiple times. Now, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you don't force it and you try to make yourself feel something you're not feeling because you think that that's what needs to happen. What needs to happen is you need to let yourself feel whatever you're feeling. And that's just that's just the base. So now we got the final piece of the puzzle, which is S for skills. These don't have to be the final thing you learn as sometimes skills come from things you don't like. Like as much as I recognize it as a skill and you know, at the time it was the highest paying job I ever had. I don't enjoy removing beehives from people's houses. I really don't. But skills are important because these are the things that break down barriers. This is how you build up a callus and start exploring other opportunities and possibilities. Now that's not the same as mastery since that's you maxing out a skill, but skills, what I would coin as experienced familiarity. You've done more than the average person to know what to do in many unfamiliar situations. So while being able to speak fluently, a certain language is not a skill of mine, studying them is. So now I'm able to pick up on grammatical structures better and I'm able to identify phrases better because more often than not, when someone learns a language, if they do it incorrectly, it's them memorizing stuff from a phrase book and they don't understand the, the, the sentence structure. They don't understand the verb conjugations. They don't understand a lot about it, but because I do, and I take enjoyment in it, studying linguistics, I believe has become a skill of mine. So that's how I kind of see that. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to put all these together. And again, because I know me best, I'll just use me as an example. So I have a talent in storytelling, you know, and my family can testify to this, you know, since I was a little boy, I was a storyteller. And from storytelling, I was interested in movies and TV shows and cartoons. Uh, as I got older, I got interested in plays and podcasts. But I remember writing in movies specifically because those are the outlets that stuck around throughout my life, you know, ever since I was five until my current age of 23. And therefore, I identify writing in movies as my passions. And consequently, I develop skills from those things in the form of creative, creative writing, videography, photography, film editing, etc. But here's the trick. And this is the kind of the big takeaway from work for your tips. I didn't choose to stop there. That's just where I'm at right now. Because as the title implies, you don't just have these. You need to work for them and get out of your comfort zone so you can form those calluses and advance to the next tips to see how you can grow as a person and see what else you can discover about life. Whew. All right. <laughs> um, that's my two cents for the day. I appreciate everyone for listening in. And uh, thank you for your patience. I've been trying to pivot and adjust in the new schedule, but um, hopefully this is only an outlier. Um, I'm still going to be, you know, the episodes are still going to be every Friday at 10. This one just so happened to be a little late, but again, that's just because I'm adjusting to the new schedule. But thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and I will hope to see you guys in the next week. Stay safe, stay healthy.